Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Big Fight Preview on BTR Boxing Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sean, and I'm joined, as always, by Johnston, who's back this week for the Big Fight Preview. Really happy to have you back for a Big Fight Preview, and there's some uh, some great fights this coming weekend. And not only is there some great fights, but there's a potential that maybe it might just be coming home. As England phrased <laughs> France in the World Cup quarterfinal this Saturday. Well, we're massive football fans. We we love the sport. It's a really good chance for the English national football team to actually move forward by beating the current holders in the World Cup. So you know, it's quite exciting. And the reason I've mentioned it on the show, Johnson, not because of the fact that I wanted to mention the fact that it might actually be coming home, although it probably won't. We'll probably be on the plane home <laughs> on Sunday morning. It's because of the Josh Warrington fight that they've just announced in the past 24 hours that they've changed the whole lineup of actually what they're doing on that particular show. So normally with a show like that, they'd start at about four or five o'clock in the afternoon and then it'd run on to like 10, 11, half 11 at night. But what they've decided to do in this instance is actually start the show at around, I think it's about 1 p.m., half one, and then stop the show for the France and England game to be shown in the arena and then carry on after the game's finished with the main three fights on the card, which I thought was uh, quite interesting that they've actually, you know, disrupted the whole show for the fact that England (laughs) are are playing France in the World Cup. Obviously, it is a big deal for football fans in the UK. You know, we want to see our team finally do well and beat a, a big national team in the tournament. So I can understand why they're doing it. But 
you know, it isn't the major fight of the weekend. Josh Warrington, Luis Alberto Lopez, Josh Warrington defending the IBF World Featherweight title. It isn't the biggest fight of the weekend, but it's a, it's a name in the sport from our perspective in the UK that is back in action, that is looking to move forward with big fights. So we will be talking a little bit about that card, but I'm more focused on two of the more bigger fights in my eyes over this weekend, Johnston, as we have Terence Crawford and David Avenincium for the WBO welterweight title. And then we also have Tiafimo Lopez fighting Sandor Martin up at super lightweight as well. He's trying to make an impact up at super lightweight, Tiafimo. What a way to do it if you can beat a Sandor Martin. But I'm going to focus on Avenincium versus Crawford. For me, that's the biggest fight of the weekend. That's the one I'm most intrigued by. I think a lot of people are thinking this might be a straightforward victory for Terence Crawford. But what are you feeling about this fight going into it, knowing what we've seen of Avenincian in his rise in the UK and, you know, the way he's been based here and he's got, obviously, a UK-based promoter and manager and they've really been pushing him forward and they believe he can become a world champion. And, you know, since his last loss, he's been on a really good streak of fights and he's beaten some pretty good names along the way. Yeah, I've, I've been impressed with Avenincian. We've, we've mentioned uh, several times that he is sort of the guy that no one really wanted to fight. So for Crawford to take the fight, you know, you've got to give him credit. The one thing we always, everyone's moaning about is the fact that it is only Avientin and not not Spence, or even Ennis or Garcia. Um, so initially, Ortiz, sorry, I was talking about Garcia, Ortiz Jr. So I feel like um, it's that, that makes it a bit of a sour grapes, I suppose, because you want to see Terence Crawford arguably number one to number two, three, pound for pound best in the world, fighting once a year as well. He hasn't fought. He's, he's just not been active. He needs to be more active for me. But saying that, Evian is uh, he's, he's improved and he looks like he's he wants it. So he's a dangerous opposition. And if Crawford isn't at it, he could find out he could become a cropper. To be honest with you, it's a very it's a long shot because what I love about Crawford is the way Crawford can just manage his way through fights. You know, he, he ups the gear, he can slow the fight down to his own pace. He can he can deal with any type of guy that you want to throw in the ring with him. He has that he has that about him. I suppose the inactivity and the fact that Avienson's been more active and he's maybe a bit more hungry that poses a threat for Crawford. But Crawford. Is elite. He is. Isn't he? He's world class. He is the top one of the top fighters in the world today. He is sublime when he wants to be. People have not knocked his resume. You can do that as much as you want, but you can't knock his beautiful boxing style. He can knock you out. He can fight you long. He can fight you short. He can switch stance. His his distances is great. His footwork's great. If things are not going well for him, he can change it up in an instant and then just go through the gears. Be like, it's all about football. Be like Brazil last night, just up through the gears in no time and then just bring it flat again. And to be able to have that is very difficult. There's no one like him like that. So for me, I, I can only see one winner, Sean. I mean, I won't get into the predictions yet, but although I'm I'm, I'm keen to see a VNC and give him some trouble, I think he might do. I think Crawford may have some hairy moments in there, but I just feel that he's got the ability to just make adjustments and then eventually just wear Avienci and Dan and Avienci and make him look one-dimensional. And I think that's what he's going to do. I think there's a very good potential that this could be a, a fight where 
it could go away where maybe we think Avanintium will cause him problems, but Terence Crawford will just blast him out of there. I think the one, the only one thing you can really look at between the two of them is that you know they've both fought Kavalowskis, and obviously Terence Crawford beats Kavalowskis, but Kavalowskis absolutely destroys Avanintium in six rounds in 2018, and since the back of that loss for Avanintium, he's been on a really good run. He's fought four British guys. In in as you know quite a lot of fights really since his loss he's fought Kelbrook Amir Khan he's fought Liam Taylor he's fought Josh Kelly you know and he's handed every one of them a loss he's big rise again was in 2019 against Kerman Lejaraga when at the point of Lejaraga's career he was a guy that people saying you know, was avoided. No one wanted to fight him. He was knocking nearly everybody out. He was very much like the Arta Baturbiev of the time at that moment in time. But then when he was he was kind of beaten and his heart was broken against Avanincian, I think that's when Legaraga's sort of real true reality came out and he's then not really been as good since, in my personal opinion. But Avanincian's then gone on. He's then beat Josh Kelly. He's beat Liam Taylor. Uh, he's had his fight earlier this year with Oscar Metz. And now he's got his Terence Crawford fight. Is he ready for a fight? Does he deserve it? I'd say he's got his opportunity and he's worked his way towards his opportunity. But when you've got a guy in the opposite corner like Terence Crawford, who arguably at many pound-for-pound top of the list for many people or many pundits you know you've got a guy who's fought John Porter, Kel Brook, Kavalowskis, he's fought Amir Khan, Jose Benavides Jr, Jeff Horn, Julius Ndongo you know he's moved up throughout the weights and he's just shown how good of a fighter he is and then he's come into the welterweight division and just become so comfortable in the division that nobody barring Errol Spence seems to be able to sort of challenge him or, or seemingly looks like could really be a, an evenly matched fight against each other. I think everybody else you look at in the division, you automatically think, well, Terence Crawford's going to beat them. But he's not fighting them. He needs this name. No. Sean, for me, Sean Porter was past his best when he fought Sean Porter in his last fight. Porter gave him a good fight. He did. He gave him a good fight for where he was at in his career. But what we want to see is people that are at the peak of their powers and that are able to challenge him and able to make him think. And like you say, adapt and fight in different ways throughout the course of a fight. We want to see the best of him. And until we get an opponent at that level... I'm not so sure we are going to get to see the best of him. Is Avanincian going to bring the best of him in that fight? I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. I think he might get to sort of... I know they always refer to uh, gears in a car when they talk about going through the gears, as they say. But I don't think he gets out of, like, second gear. If you're making that comparison, I don't think he gets out of second gear in this fight against Avanincian. With all due respect to Avanincian... He will bring problems, he will bring pressure, he will bring educated pressure. He'll be very much like Marcus Madana versus Floyd Mayweather. And that's kind of how I see this fight potentially going. But what I do see the difference between them two fights is that I think Terence Crawford, I think, could eventually stop him later on in the fight. I think he could wear him down, like you say, and I think he could stop him. I think Avanimtian will bring some problems, but I think Terence Crawford is just too good for him. So if I'm looking yeah. at my prediction, I know he said he didn't want to go into predictions, but I'm just going to throw it straight out there and say, Terence Crawford, he stops Avanincian, he stops him sort of nine, ten rounds into the fight after he's broke him down, wore him down. I think he gets a couple of rounds early on Avanincian and maybe causes a few problems there and makes Terence Crawford adapt. But ultimately, I can only see this going one way like you as well. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I can't really see it going a distance just because Avanincian, the way he fights and he's, he's very keen to get involved... 
And I just feel like he's the perfect opponent for someone like a Terence Crawford to just pick him off. And whether he starts to, what, what stance does he start to fight? I mean, it's up to him. He can he can switch it up quite easily, quite comfortably. So if he if he wants to bring the pressure, then you know he will he will assess the situation and then he will adjust and and then he will eventually just wear him down and then he will make him look pretty ordinary because that's what he does. I think the only the only thing you're going to say is the inactivity. You know, is that going to play a hindrance? You know, Terence Crawford is in front of his own crowd. You know, he's he's got a point to prove. He's had one fight. He's had one fight this year, but let's let, let, he's going to be brilliant, and he and he always is. He doesn't let us down. But you know, we felt the same with Lamanchenko. We felt that maybe eventually, you know, he, he was going to just deal with Lopez, and then he he, he put in the performance he put he put in. So who knows? I mean, it is a possibility. It's a very very. I mean, if you're putting your money on anything, I'd say yeah, exactly that. Terence Crawford from round seven up to twelve, anywhere from them points, I think um, he, he gets him out of there. I think we both agree upon how this fight's going to play out and it's just going to be a case of in which style does he do it, which round does he do it and then what do we talk about after it because the conversation's only going to move to one person. It's going to be Errol Spence and we need that fight to happen. We need this victory to happen for him to get this fight with Errol Spence and I think that's what we're all waiting for at the moment. It's just really disappointing, you know, that we, we still... You know, clamouring about getting the fight that we want to see, rather than obviously see all we're seeing is a fight that Avenintian's worked his way into the position. I'm happy for him. However, it's not the fight I wanted to see. It's 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 yeah. kind of a B level fight, and that's the problem with Crawford's resume. Is you know he's getting guys there that are, people are saying, well, they're either past the best or you know they're not at the same level. So you know, how do you then measure his resume? And that's the problem. That's his yeah. problem at the moment. And I think until he gets that big, big, huge name on his record, like when a Sugar Ray Leonard has a Tommy Hearns on his record, that's what the comparison is. If a Terence Crawford gets an Errol Spence on his record, that's when people will then actually look at him and go, you know what, this guy is he's going to be a bona fide Hall of Famer when he, when he retires in his career. I think that's what he needs. He needs that fight. But he's got to get through this first. And I don't think it's an easy feat, but I think at times he probably will make it an easy feat and he'll get the victory so for me that's the biggest fight of the weekend on paper but I also think Tiafimo Lopez and Sander Martin's a really interesting fight because obviously we know Tiafimo has moved up in weight he's gone to the super lightweight division he's now looking to challenge for titles in there and he's fighting Sander Martin and Sander Martin is a guy who's got 40 wins on his record only two losses his only two losses on his record have come to Anthony Yigit and then one earlier on in his career against Alexandra Lapai in 2013 you look at where he's at in his career I think the biggest name on his record is obviously Mikey Garcia in 2021 he's also beat Joe Hughes as well in 2019 so for anybody who, who obviously doesn't know Joe Hughes is a, is a fighter from the UK who was uh, regarded uh, as a prospect up until around about 2019 2020 I think once he <laughs> once he once he sort of lost to Robbie Davis Jr., then Sander Martin come into play. I think that was kind of good night Vienna for sort of his career at that point. But when I look at where Sander Martin's career is now, I think you know this is a big level fight for him. You know, regardless of the fact that you know he's natural now in this weight. 
Tiafimo is the one that's moving up. Tiafimo is still the A side in this fight. He's still the guy with, you know, the social media following. He's still the guy that was, you know, the the man down in the lightweight division until Cambosis dethroned him. So, you know, and he's always going to be known as the man that beat Lomachenko as well. Maybe the peak of Lomachenko's powers. So I think you know he's got the A side going into this fight, but I really don't think this is a straightforward fight. And I think what we've seen with Lopez before in his fights is that you know he tends to switch off throughout the course of fights if things are not going his way you know even out of all the victories he's had in leading up to the loss to Cambosis Jr there was times where he switched off in a few of his fights he didn't switch off against Lomachenko maybe up and towards the end he started to switch off a little bit but that's that's my only concern for Lopez going into this fight is will he switch off against Martin and if he does I think Martin will eventually go on to our hustle him if he does switch off but, but if I'm looking at the fight, I think, you know, you look at it on paper and who do you predict to win this fight? You kind of look at it and think, well, Tiafimo Lopez has to be the winner of this fight automatically. But I'm not so sure it's going to be as straightforward as that. I mean, I might be eating my words come next week when we're recording the reaction show to it. But I don't think it's going to be as easy and as clear cut as just a Tiafimo Lopez win. I think Sander Martin's going to give him some problems. And I think it's going to be a case of, has Tiafimo refocused his mind back on the job at hand? Because we know he's had some issues outside of the ring. Has he refocused where he needs to be in his boxing career? Or is the outside distractions going to play a part in, in where his career goes from this point on? There's a few questions there for me that need to be answered, and he's only going to be able to answer them if he puts on an emphatic performance this weekend. I'm with you. The the outside distractions, I think, is hindering his career. I think he needs to just reassess himself, and hopefully, he's done that, and he can come and 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 put on a performance. You know, Lopez is a fantastic fighter. He really has got all the fundamentals there to become a top guy one and a pound for, like in the top 10 and a pound for pound list he was up there many people had him in there and then he lost that loss to Cambosis Jr took his eye off the ball whether that is outside influences I think it is um reminds me a little bit of uh Danny Garcia an angel Garcia an angel was uh the talker wasn't he and um he sort of I think he, I think for me he ruined Swift's career because of his mouth and his his arrogance and and this this disruption in camp, and I sort of feel like maybe that's the same with Lopez and his dad. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't read too much up on it. I'm hearing things. I'm hearing things from a lot of other a lot of other people that suggest that and and, and that's a sh- I mean it's a shame it's difficult it, you know it's a, you put yourself in a difficult position there if you, you've got your family in your corner you know it's hard to just get rid of them isn't it you can't um especially if he's very blase and, and, and a strong character it, it's hard um you know he wants the best for his son but sometimes that can influence someone like Tia Fimo and maybe that's been the problem so hopefully he's channeled himself in right because Sander Martin you know a lot of people have slept on this guy I know I know he beat um Mikey, uh, Mikey Garcia was nowhere near the fight he was a few years back. He was only in it for the money. I think that's pretty clear. Um, but it was it was a one stop for me. I mean, he, he was he he put in a fine performance on on his on you know look on his resume. He's got Garcia on there, so you know he looks like he's he knows what he's doing. And and he's you know he's a lefty. He's 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 he can be awkward. He's he's a good fighter. He really, he is. Um, and if he's not, like you say, Sean, if Lopez doesn't stay tuned on and switched on in his fight, he could find himself in a spot above her. And then it's a matter of, has he got the corner to then give him the advice to, to come out and change it? Or is he just going to just go through the motions? If he goes through the motions, Sander Martin beats him. If Lopez shows up and produces his best ability, you know, even not even his absolute best, but enough of it, he wins the fight comfortably. So it's the question. You're right. There's so many questions because Sander Martin is is a bit of a dangerous guy in this division, and if you don't respect him, then he's going to get beat. So I think if anyone loses this fight, no disrespect to Sander Martin, because I think Lopez could be elite, top level class fighter. It's just he probably lose it himself if if he loses this fight. Basically, is his own worst enemy. Is what you're saying, like exactly. that cl- that cliche yeah. saying when they say the only person that can beat you is yourself. And I think it's true. I think it's true with Lopez. He does seem like that type of fighter. He needs to be switched on. If he is switched on, I think he'll get the job done, and I think he'll beat Sander Martin. But don't be surprised if you're listening to this and Sander Martin beats him. Don't be surprised yep. by it because we're saying now this this is a potential again for an upset to happen here. And I think Tiafimo, if he is 100 switched on. And he puts on a great performance. Fantastic. We know we know where he's at. We know he can be at that level. We've seen it before. If he stays at that level, then yeah, I think he beats Sander Martin. But we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens on the early hours of Sunday morning for us and obviously Saturday night for you in the USA. It's on ESPN in the USA. Uh, also on that car, Jared Anderson, heavyweight, who's looking to rise up through the ranks, making a lot of noise about wanting to fight Anthony Joshua. I've seen him on social media saying he'd take any of the guys at the top of the heavyweight chain so be interesting to see where he goes he's got well-known journeyman jerry forrest i say journeyman he's only lost five to be fair but he is kind of at that level jerry forrest where you know he's the benchmark for going to world level and i think jared anderson puts him away 
then he starts to get in with a shout of being maybe towards the top 20 in the world in the heavyweight division. A couple of great prospects on that card that I know our friend Lukey loves to cover. Sean Davis, 6-0. and Xander Zayas, who's 14-0. Bruce Carrington, Delante Johnson. You know, these are a few names that are on that particular undercard that our friend Lukey at ITR Boxing loves to cover. So if you want to know a little bit more about those guys, he does a bit more extensive coverage of, of their career. So please go and check him out over there. So I'm going to move on to the UK then. We were talking at the top of the show about Josh Warrington being back in action at the first direct arena. He fights Luis Alberto Lopez, defends his IBF World Featherweight title at the top of that show. Interesting fight. It's a fight to keep him busy. It's a fight to maybe see him over to next year. Not so much a very easy fight because you look at Lopez and he's coming off the back of about three straight KO victories. And, you know, he might have a couple of losses on his record, but he's not lost since 2019. And he lost via unanimous decision. And he also lost his second fight by a split decision in 2018. So, you know, he's, he's a decent guy in the division. He's certainly going to give Warrington a test. But, again, it's hard because with a fighter like... Luis Alberto Lopez, you know, you know certain amounts about him. I think most UK fans will know him from stopping Isaac Lowe. He beat Isaac Lowe emphatically last year, and I think that was a moment where he kind of put himself into that into that limelight. And I think the other big name on his record, from a US perspective, is the fight before that. He beat Gabriel Flores Jr., who was 20, you know. So he's a guy that can beat that level of fighter. It's sort of you know, contender level. But this is a seasoned guy in Josh Warrington, a seasoned champion in Josh Warrington, who I think he's looking now for these huge fights. Certainly, I don't think he's going to be taking his eye off the ball for this fight because he's going to want this victory and he's going to want to push forward in his career. But I think Lopez does bring a few problems to Warrington. But ultimately, I just see it as an activity tickover fight. And I know I'm saying it because I'm not the one getting in the ring, but that's kind of how I perceive it. Obviously, it won't be that for Warrington, but I just see it as he's keeping himself active. He's got a a decent test on on his resume to fight against here, and he prepares himself for an assault in 2023 on the big names. That's just my perception of it. You know, people might perceive it as differently and might say I'm kind of doing Luis Alberto Lopez a little bit of injustice, but I don't think I am. I think I've seen enough of him to know that Josh Warrington does deal with him and moves on in his career. Yeah, I'm with it. There is a potential here for a banana skin. I, I can see how people would sort of, sort of look at that and think, you know, um, I suppose, is is Josh going to be able to withstand any the constant pressure? Um He's a pressure fighter himself. He's, he loves to go toe-to-toe. And, and from what we've seen with Alberto, he's, he's pretty much the same, isn't he? So, you know, you're expecting fireworks here. Let's be honest. I mean, you're expecting this to be a, a very fast and action-packed bit of a slugfest fight. And does Josh have enough in him still to to overcome that? And and, and it, will he buckle under that pressure like we see with Lara? Look, Lara is a bigger puncher, 100%. But... You know, this this fight, when you look at the, both their styles, if you j- jump on YouTube, you can have a look at it. This is going to only go in one way. You know, I don't think you're going to see anyone really be boxing here. It's going to be just man v man in the middle and they're just going to be going for it. Um, It's got the potential to be a, one of the fights of the year if you like that sort of slugfest fight, which I do. And um, yeah, so it'd be, a, it'd be impossible. It'd be, it, it's one of those where w- w- will he... 
I do wonder about the Lara fight. I think that's my biggest question. That's just where I'm going with this. Is my thoughts are since that Lara fight, I do wonder if the shots resistance and the punch resistance is still there for Warrington. I still think Warrington grinds it out though. I think Warrington will grind it out to a decision and win eight of the four. But there's going to be some moments in that fight where he may get hurt and he may even hurt him back. So I would say keep an eye on this one. If you like a slugfest, I think this is the one to look out for on the weekend. Well, looking at the other fights on the weekend, on the undercard, Ebidin Bridges defends her IBF World Bantamweight title against Australian rival Shannon O'Connell, who's 23-6-1, but he's a 39 years of age and, and really, in my eyes, hasn't fought anybody uh, at world level. I mean, could be doing her a disservice as well, and forgive me if I am, but I just don't think she's she's had that sort of same level of, of opposition, maybe, as what Ebony Bridges has had in her career. However, I think she's very determined. She seems absolutely hell-bent on beating Ebony Bridges and I think she seems a little bit envious of the position Ebony Bridges is in and, and probably for reasons that we've mentioned before and spoke about before on the show but you know she's back in action this weekend she defends that title against Shannon O'Connell I think that'll be an interesting fight we'll see how that goes down James Metcalf back in action against Courtney Pennington Felix Cash is getting a run out as well in preparation for maybe a fight with Amo Williams next year Hopi Price Rhiannon Dixon Shannon Courtney interestingly is also on that card and she's got a tune-up fight I think which will probably put her in line to want to fight Ebony Bridges again I think that's kind of the perception again I'm getting from that is that maybe them two will potentially fight again in the future it's been spoken about a few times before you've also got a card over in Ireland at the SSC the return of Michael Conlon against Karim Gweffe Liam Taylor against Tyrone McKenna there Sean McComb, Graham McCormack, Lewis Crocker, Padre McCrory all in action on that particular work card as well. Kurt Walker as well. Can't forget Kurt Walker being in action on that card. So there are quite a few fights, if you're a hardcore boxing fan this weekend, to tune into. I'm genuinely excited for the, the major two ones that we've already spoke about. Obviously, Tiafimo's return to the ring against Sander Martin and Avan Incian taking on Terence Crawford. I think they're the ones that excite me the most this coming weekend. Very exciting fights indeed, Johnston, for, for the weekend. Yeah. And it certainly, uh, certainly bodes well as we head to towards Christmas very fast and we get to sort of see where things lie at the end of the year because of course guys will be doing an end of year show coming up shortly as well we'll be doing what we usually do every year talking about the year in review talking about the great fights the moments that we've enjoyed over the years and obviously we'll be doing our fighters of the years promoters of the years the the usual talk and if I mean if you've never listened to one of them episodes probably pointless going back listening to them now because the years have been and gone but the point I'm trying to make is we do a lot of coverage of the year so please do look out for that as it comes towards the end of the year we'll be doing our uh, year review of what's gone on in the boxing world this year but one more fight to talk about briefly before we end this show and I've only left it till last just because it's not going to really warrant us doing another big fight preview episode and that is next week that is next Tuesday that is Inoue versus Paul Butler in Japan Butler taking the opportunity to defend the title that he was elevated to and he's now taking on Inoue who is looking to clean up that division of course many people think Butler has absolutely no chance I am one of them people who also think Butler has no chance. But he's going over. He's going to try and give it his all. But why word, he is up against it. Hugely up against it against Inoue. He really is. Let's let's, let's be honest here. As soon as Inoue lands on him, um, 
couple of combinations. I, I just don't think Paul Butler's going to stand up to it. No disrespect to him. You can't, you just can't keep away from Anoue long enough. Yeah, balls got balls are still to be stepping in the ring with Anoue. Shane, his character, Shane, he's he's going to give it a good go. If he beats Anoue, that would be the biggest shock in boxing. I expect this to go no further than four rounds. And as you say, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this over in the first couple, but. Yeah, I think if there's any credit for Paul Butler, try and get past the first half of the fight. If you can do that, it get huge respect for that. But he gets huge respect for just stepping step in the ring with him. But yeah, a new way will become so that make him undisputed, wouldn't it? I'm guessing it would be yep. the undisputed. The undisputed. That's crazy, isn't it? Really. Um, yeah, and then he moves on to better things. But you know, we're British. We're going to back Paul. So come on, Paul. But we are very. <laughs> um, we're not. We're not stupid. And anyway, going to win this fight. Yeah, I think we're barking at the wrong tree there, aren't we? I think uh, as much as as as, as it's, I think it's not going to be coming home. I'm telling you that. No, no, it's definitely not going to be coming home with Paul Butler. Listen, you know, Paul. If you ever listen to it, you might not ever listen to it. But if anybody knows Paul, you know, we're not being horrible. I think it's just realism. We're looking at it realistically yeah. and thinking. It's very, very, very difficult to be able to keep Anui off you, and he punches hard, and I can't see Butler beating him. Simple as that, really, for me. I think it's going to be a hard task for him, but I hope he's getting paid well for it. That's that's my that's my sort of say at the end of it. Well, I think that's it, Johnson. That is it for our episode. Big fight preview done and dusted. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. You know where to find us on social, BTR Boxing Pod, on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. You can find us on Twitter. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do it on Apple, Spotify. You can do it on Google Podcast, any available podcasting app out there. Big shout out to the patrons of the podcast. Thank you so much for supporting us again throughout the course of this last 12 months. And if you're not a patron, check us out at patreon.com forward slash BTR Boxing Podcast for all the available membership tiers and all the additional content you get aside from our weekly shows. That is it for this big fight preview and we will see you next week for a reaction show. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.